Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, yeah. Anything you want to discuss beforehand? Um, no. All right. Happy 420. <laughs> I mean, happy yes, day in the middle of April that has no significant <laughs> meaning to whatever. Life was filled with guns and war, and everyone got trampled on the floor. I wish we'd all been ready. Children died, the days grew cold. A piece of bread could buy a bag of gold. I wish we'd all been Welcome to Sadie and Shane's Super Happy Fun Time Spring Fling, featuring me, Sadie, and that guy, Shane. Hola. So we've been telling you for weeks now that uh, The Leftovers and Fargo were coming up, and so this week we've decided to just focus on those two shows, because what's your favorite show, Shane? Uh, my favorite show on television for the last three years has not changed. It is Fargo. What's my favorite show on television for the last three years? Alias. Oh, wait, no. Um, the Leftovers. It would be that, yes. So, um, but we... before that, it was Under the Dome. I know, right? That show was the bomb. It just kept getting better every week, and Julia's hair, like, how it looked awesome <laughs> it all the time. It got more sane and made more sense every season. Yeah, and the hair thing, how that never pissed me off, that her hair was always perfect. <laughs> Yeah. And Carol's earrings on The Walking Dead. <laughs> that. So we are going to, because this week was the penultimate episode of Feud and next week is the ultimate episode, next week we will um, do like a giant focus on the entire season of Feud. We might even, I might even just want to pop off and do a separate little bit on that and then come back to these two shows. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. Well, the point um, is just uh, know that there will be Feud coverage and we will, we will, uh, finish that up for you we will we totally will um but it's weird because i'm having this like ryan murphy thing that i always have with like scream queens where i get to the end and i'm just like i don't talk about it anymore but i did really well, like it the- doesn't it doesn't hurt that these two awesome shows have come on that we really are very excited to. Talk it's about. true and i just i really want to focus on these two tonight and we have a set amount of time and i would like to discuss them and do you want to rochambeau for uh, what we do first we can't i can't see you i'm honest um, are you honest Okay. I'll All just, right, sure. No, we'll just say it. We'll say it, okay? So we'll do, go one, two, three, say the thing, okay? Okay. And uh, three out of five, all right? What? No, that takes too long. Okay, just one then? All right, ready? Yes. One, yes. two, wait, you're not doing it together. Ready? Oh, I have to count with you? Okay. Yeah, we have to do one, two, three. So okay. I'm going to say one, two, three, and then we will do one, two, three, whatever it is. All, all right. right. One, two, three. One, one two, two, three, three rock. Scissors. You um, win. I do. Rock. And I, it's where my hand did scissors, but I said rock. I don't know what that was, but I said rock. So, mm-hmm. leftovers first. All right. Um, let's see. These are my, my notes. Are, blah, blah, blah. Those are, all right, those are Fargo notes. 
we're going to flip all the way back. Okay, first of all, did you like it? Um, yes. Well, yeah, it was great. Wasn't it? Dude. And I love the idea, just blowing past everything else that happened in the episode, but I love the idea of um, Dudio as like a uh, unwilling prophet or whatever. You know, they're, they're writing a gospel of him and uh, he is not happy about it. And I like that. I like it too. Um, they didn't actually show what happened to the book. I think if Kevin can't be killed, that that book also can't be burned. That's possible. Have you seen the Babadook? I'm... Yes. I think it might be like that, dude, that like he burns the book and it just, just shows up again. Well, I am curious because we know that this show is not staying in Miracle, Texas. Uh-huh. Um, they announced a long time ago most of this season is going to be in Australia. Uh-huh. So the whole thing of Kevin can't be killed in Miracle or Kevin can't be killed at all, we might figure that out if they leave Miracle, you know. It's true. Um Oh, hey, first very first thing. They uh they blew up Liv Tyler and what's her face? Well, first thing was oh. um eighteen forty four. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Damn. And I heard and that was a beautifully put together scene. That was gorgeous and no dialogue and just that woman was amazing in the the way she conveyed her feelings. She should have been Frances Conroy. Oh, that would have been cool, yeah. Right. So um, I heard on another show, um, the um, Bald Move guys I listened to, who used to be JWs, that um, yeah. these seemed to be the Millerites, who were um, mm-hmm. like two like two steps removed from, from JWs. There were, at, that, at that time, in uh, the late 19th century, there were all these little splinter groups that were coming up, and uh-huh. everybody would, you know, one big one would start up, and then it would start like four or five different splinters of it, you know. And so, yeah, there's a lot of them that are like second cousins to each other. Yeah, and there was something called like the, the Great Disappointment or something, because that guy kept like putting the date on, on the thing, and they'd be like, yay, this is the date when the thing is happening. And it's like, yeah. oh, oops, no, it wasn't then. So with the J-dubs, it was in uh, 2014, right? Eventually. Well, no, it was uh, 1914. Is Nin- the date that's what thing, I meant, sorry. They kept, <laughs> Not they three kept years pushing, ago. <laughs> they pushed dates for a while, uh, and then after a while, they finally realized we shouldn't mention specific dates anymore. It's just in the vague near future. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah. So uh, these guys, though, they, you know, the whole family was in on it, and then eventually it was just mom. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me a lot of uh, The Witch, even though The Witch was uh, 1600s. Oh, yeah. It was filmed very similar to The, the, it, the Witch. It um, it, the way that they would do those shots from the roof of the house looking out over to the church, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and I, yeah, I loved that whole scene of her climbing up there. And you can just see her, like, questioning everything. And, like, I think she was asking for a sign or something, like something to make me hang on to all this stuff I'm doing. And So, so at the end of that, just to be clear... She walks over to the church, and other people are in there. Did they all kill themselves? I, I don't know. Were they dead? Did I don't know. They were all lying on the floor of the church, and she I, went and joined them. I don't know. It might have just been like some kind of a, a protest of of sadness and and non-belief. I don't, I don't know. But that was really cool, because they had all of them in their various nightgowns or whatever lying on the ground, and then it crossfades to the same white, and mm-hmm. it's the uh, the remnant. Yeah, and it's almost as if like those people were kind of like an early, 
early version of of the guilty remnant of just like you know are we supposed to are we supposed to there's believe? always going to be some group out there that is yeah. like that i think is are what we sp- saying. and the guilty remnant um i can't remember who i was trying to tell about this the other day but their whole thing is like everyone else is trying to like remember like their people and like not forget and stuff and they're just like just forget it dude it's not just let it go god stop yeah <laughs> but um yeah and i don't think it was even a crossfade i think it was just a continuous shot of they those oh, people laid down cool. and then and then ooh because yeah poor chris i've watched it like four times and yeah. only, only this afternoon did i finally sit down and stare at it and take notes but i've it's just always on in the house yeah. it's sunday it's been yeah. on constantly and i keep going like oh that and the song <laughs> at the beginning too chris came home humming the song <laughs> oh wow and he's like i've had this stuck in my head for days it was yeah beautiful music all of the music in the show was amazing did, did, they didn't have an opening credit sequence this week. They didn't. The peas and carrots, yeah. And um, they also didn't last season the first episode. Oh, okay, good. Hopefully it's just a first episode thing then. But I've also heard that they're not going to do it. This is just what I heard, so don't mm-hmm. quote me on this. Or you can. You can, but I might be mm-hmm. wrong. Um, that they might do a, you a, different songs every week and different opening sequences every week or whatever. But I, I really hope that they pick something, like... I loved I hope that both of the they, credit sequences. Okay, I just hope that we get to see the Peas and Carrots song again, because I like that one. Yeah, no, no, that one's gone. It's, um... I mean, at some point. Little Sweet Peas. Carrots and Little Sweet Peas. There we go, yeah. Yeah. I know, that's... And the opening credits of the first season, were, they just fucking destroyed the missing me. missing people in the photographs? Yeah. Yeah, and the, all floating away, and that, like, just wonderful dirge music and uh and then the um other one i was watching it like the last episode on sunday and milo was sitting at the counter and i'm like okay so i can't look at this and i'm like milo you know which part destroys me right and he's like yeah i think so and it's the one with the kid in the bed holding the mom's face and she's all stars that's the one that just kills me because what if i what if i was with milo and i disappeared oh my god All right, so we well, you are. Better past... be nice to J.J. Abrams or uh, Damon Lindelof or whoever. They'll make it happen. <laughs> All right, Lindelof, you're yeah. He's, he's rocking this one. He better not fuck up, and I don't think he will. I think he's got this. Is okay. the final scene of this series going to be everybody in a church together? Please God, no. <laughs> um, I I also heard from somewhere that he said that there will be no uh, no loose ends. Not that like questions will be answered, but that there won't be anything lingering at the end. Which kind of leads like, me to believe. I think that's that... a difference between plot threads and things like maybe we won't find out what happened. You know why everybody mm-hmm. disappeared, but all of the plot that's been put in motion is going to be figured exactly. Out. And yeah, we're we're not allowed to find out what happened i don't want to know because i've been telling milo for two years that's not the point and we can't know and he's just like why just stop <laughs> but um you know i want to know for one thing be aliens where's where's lily and where's uh erica yeah for one thing that has to happen um i know where erica is she's on america crime but um <laughs> as far as the show goes where's erica but where's lily because that was sort of just glossed over like what was it? Do you ever think about Lily? Was what it was? it was? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's anyway. Let's go in order. All right. Okay. So they pan to the visitor center, and Evie and uh, Meg 
wake up, and Meg's like, you can talk, and she says no, and what are we waiting for? And you're way better than this than me. You should be in charge. Which reminded me of Bill Paxton, so that. <laughs> Why don't you put her in charge? Um, so what do you think about this? What, what did this story mean where she asks about the tiger and Siegfried and Roy and every day the tiger disappears and and she's like, and they made calendars out of this tiger and one day the tiger's going to bite your fucking face off. Who are the tigers mm. that she's talking about? I don't know. But okay. <laughs> they're used in a disappearing act and obviously the background of this show is a big disappearing act that happened, but uh-huh. I, I don't know what I think about the rest of that parable. Yeah, just yeah, and the quote was actually it's only a matter of time before one of those fuckers bites your face off. Um so yeah, I think that's a thing that's worthy of thinking about. Um yeah, who's going to bite your face off and I like that Meg, I think that her whole thing was just let's mess with some stuff and Evie asking um what are we waiting for was sort of like a like what do we do next thing? And she's just like, yeah, nothing. We did it. We, like, yeah. fuck, we fucked some shit up. Do you think she's up. done? Evie and Meg? No, do you think Meg's done? I, I, yeah, they got blowed the fuck up. Yeah. I think Evie got out, right? No, they, well, according to what Kevin said, they found her, her dental records and... Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, I thought at one point she got out of the trailer or whatever and I thought it blew up behind her. Oh, or no, something. this was... um. This was at the beginning of the show when they panned across to them all being in the visitor center, and then she yeah. talked to Meg, and then she went outside, and drone strike happened, and they. That was it. The drone strike happened while she was outside. Okay. Yes, cool. but but later on, um, John says, "Am I supposed to believe that just because of dental records and proof that she's dead?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what Kevin said. Um, yes, you're supposed to believe that. Am I supposed to accept proof as proof? I know, right? Did you notice that John? I don't know whether John wore glasses at all before. I can't remember, but he's wearing totally Evie's glasses. Oh, okay. No, I didn't notice that. They're the same little round glasses with the same little bump over the nose thing, and they're the same glasses. Hmm. Yeah, I just don't think he believes it, but he's also, yeah, they're all writing the book of Kevin, which which I love. (laughs) Yeah, I I Um, love that idea, too. Like I said earlier, I just, um, I love the idea that it weirds him out, too. Yeah. So uh, after the drone strike, it's three years later, and then we see the giant crater, and Mm -hmm. and, um, now everyone's welcome there, and people who keep saying it's like a permanent Burning Man in there, you have never been to Burning Man, so (laughs) stop saying those things because you don't know what Burning Man is. Um, And then uh, the giant Gary Busey um, inflatable. Yeah, because why not, I guess, right? Yeah, well, he he was one of the departed. It's it's canon that Busey disappeared, and the entire cast of um, Three it's and a Half Men. Sad. <laughs> that thing was terrifying, but it was over fifteen feet tall, and you can't have anything over fifteen feet tall except for uh, Tower Guy because he was grandfather. Because Tower Guy came first. Because he, yep. So um, there's something in the Bible um, in uh, Revelations and that. Four horsemen and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, someone riding a white horse and wearing a gold crown, mm-hmm. which which both of those things Kevin does. This episode. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That was cute. And uh, all are welcome. I like that. And well, he, he and Tommy. The way I so was happy. always taught that scripture was that it was referring to Jesus. Is the show trying to say that Kevin is Jesus? Hmm. I don't know, but the beard looks good on him. 
So there's that. Exactly. There's I love that. that. That was a great line, too. It was a great line. Um, Does that make his dad in Australia God? Ooh, right? I can't wait to get to Australia. I cannot fucking wait. Um, and so then there's the flyer, and I immediately wrote down Matt. and Because do you remember Matt, Matt thing with the flyers in the first season? No. Matt used to send out flyers because um, he was trying to prove that it wasn't yes. the rapture. Yes, so yes, he'd yes, be yes, like, yes, I do remember This that. guy who disappeared, fucking drunk asshole. And I think he was the one who hit Mary, right? His, uh, his wife? I think so, yeah. 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 And, oh, I've been watching uh, West Wing again, and I love her. Oh, yeah, she's she's great on that show. She, and uh, way more professional than Josh deserved. Right? I know. <laughs> I was watching it the other day when Milo came home and Rob Lowe was on and he was like, hey, is this a dramatic show? And said, yeah. And he's like, is he the comic relief? I'm like, no. <laughs> Which was cute. He just did this one show this one time and was yep. really good at it. I think the comic relief is um, Bradley Whitford and Donna. Like, They're, they're playing Didn't off each other. A, a serious role early on. Uh, like, uh, damn it. Was he in The Outsiders or something? He was. There we go. Well, and also yeah, so. St. Elmo's Fire, which I guess technically oh, yeah. is a drama. So he started off, yeah, he started off drama, and then we discovered that he could be funny, and now he's only in funny stuff. He's so funny. He's so funny. <laughs> I miss the grinder. Erg. Um, I'm sorry. Right. No, it's I miss uh, uh, Parks and Rec. Well, I miss that every single day. I miss those. They're my best friends, and I miss them. <laughs> oh, um, oh, here's an interesting thing. Uh, Matt totally lied to his congregation. He said that Mary um, woke up from her coma the day that they came into Miracle. Mm-hmm. That's just a just not to- true. total bald face lie. And- Does he have a reason, do you think, to keep people in Miracle? Hmm. Does he believe that something is going to happen to the rest of the world again in two day- in two weeks? That's what he's saying. Yeah, but yeah. why is he lying? About that? Well, he's yeah. lying about that in the same way that people tell shit stories about Jesus. Okay. You know, I think he's just he's just trying to, like, yeah, get people to come to his church and stuff. And, yeah, you, ha- you have to say stuff like that. But I w- if I was Mary, I would be like, eh, you know, you can kind of, <laughs> everyone can, like, look that up. And we know a bunch of people who knew us back then, and I totally didn't wake up then. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah. I mean, because it does sort of, I mean, everyone should know also that he was sort of accused of raping her while she was in a coma. Oh, I hope they never bring that up again. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, we we decided last year that that was bullshit, right? <laughs> I don't know if we talked about it on the air, but yeah. I'm sure that we talked about it because it was a big, big deal. And I'm yeah. sure that, yeah, I was like, no, Matt did totally not do that. And of course she woke up and it was consensual and then she fell back asleep and that was so sad. Mm-hmm. And when she came back alive and like, so do you remember this? Yeah, I remember it. Totally had sex with my husband. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and their kid is really cute. Um, yep. And so now people come there and get baptized in Miracle. And, oh, the river that was previously empty was replenished with water. That's Well, didn't it get replenished when Kevin tried to commit suicide? It No, it emptied when Kevin tried to commit suicide. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Because he jumped in and then all that shit happened. Speaking of that, uh, we had one suicide attempt today. Mm-hmm. You think that um, that's a regular thing? I wonder if he's tried different ways like in Groundhog Day. I think it's a regular thing and I think he might be visiting the hotel. 
Oh, now that'd be interesting. That there's probably something he's trying to work out, and he mm. can do that. But at the same time, he he's always had someone there when he comes back. So if he puts the bag on his head, like someone has to probably help him out of that or something. Well, if they're right and he just can't die in Miracle, then I assume he just wakes up at some point. It's like, well, this isn't working. Uh-huh. And is it only that he can't die in Miracle or that he can't die, period? We don't know, but... Yeah. Um, Did he have any uh, attempts on his life back in Mapleton? I do not recall. Probably got shot at a couple times. He was a cop. Yeah, probably, but not in the same way. Yeah. Oh, he is so fine, though, too. Damn. Because <laughs> I watched um, the last episode, and then I watched the hotel episode, and then this episode. All three episodes had the thing where he comes splooshing out of the uh, the bathtub naked. Splooshing. It's such a birth move that he makes, though. It's such a, like... Well, it's something <laughs> that they're trying to make you think of. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Totally Rebirth, does. baptism. Yeah. Um, what's Michael doing on the computer? He's not looking at porn. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. What do you think? What's Michael doing on the computer? Oh, I have no clue. Okay. Theories Sorry. are that he might be digitizing the book or, um, just typing it up. Because mm. having one... That would be dumb. Having one handwritten version is probably not the safest No, I bet. agree. They need to have more copies. Um, but is there not a Kinko's in Miracle? Well, maybe not. I mean, he could I mean, just if be... you're having to type it all into the computer manual, that sounds. Or he there could has just be a better way. Or he could just be scanning each page. Scanning makes more sense. Yeah, that's what I meant by but... digitizing or typing it up. But something. Yeah, where... I, I wouldn't want I... to have to type it up though. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I think Matt thinks that that's the only copy, but I think um, Michael is is like kind of wary about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my next thing is, where's Lily and Erica? No. No, I don't know. That's upsetting. Where where did we leave Erica and John and their relationship? Do you remember? I think they're okay, but... Well, um, no, they're not, I, because, because, because John is with Lori now. Oh. Damn. Um, <laughs> I don't know, because all I remember from the end of last season was that last shot of everybody happy, and that's I all know. I took with me from season two. I was like, everybody was happy. And that was so cute. <laughs> I hope that this season ends in that way. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping for not a horrible, miserable ending. Because last season just made me so, so happy. Yeah. Um, I hope that the ending of this season, both of the last um, seasons could have like ended on that note. Like, really, the whole show just could have ended on that note. And, and, well, I think the show's always been kind of low-rated. They probably made it that way on purpose. Yeah. Just in case that was it. I just can't stand that this show is low-rated. It makes me fucking crazy. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Nobody watched The Wire when it was on either, and now it's considered one of the best shows of all time. I know. I need to, like, get a serious um, a serious uh, sickness for, like, a couple of days. <laughs> but it's, like, what, five seasons? It's five seasons, but oh, they're um, each season's pretty separate from the others. Because mm-hmm. yeah, right now I'm each podcasting on, on four different shows, and I'm, I'm like, no, this is like a twenty-hour-a-week part-time job at this point. <laughs> it is. Whew. Well, after next week, we'll finish feud, and then yes. that'll take one off your plate. It will. Yay! Yay! Because yeah, last night was two hours for one show. Good God. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing is tonight. Uh, you know, the Fargo episode's an hour and a half, and uh-huh. it won't be an hour and a half every week. So. 
Sorry, was coughing. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, um, I thought we might be having one of our technical difficulties. No, nope. yeah, things yeah, sound I was good tonight. It'll be better after this week and next week for you. Yeah, totally. Um, let's see. Book of Kevin. Um, oh, so he's like yelling at Matt and he's like, so dude, you're telling people that nothing will happen unless everything happens. Which is true. Mm-hmm. And I love Matt. I love Matt. And I need to get back to Doctor Who because I can just look at Christopher Eccleston <laughs> all day. <laughs> yeah, you do need to get back to Doctor Who. You said that was going to be like your laundry show. Yes, it's true. But then, yeah, <laughs> then I started watching um, West Wing again last week. Uh, That's my hangover show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Nora is – I don't know whether she was – I don't think she was working for the DSD in last season, but she's back working for them. The depart- well, she's good at it, and she knows de- what she's doing. Department of Sudden Departures. And um, what was it she said that uh, if – if people ask for a lawyer, get them a lawyer. If they say someone departed, call me. Mm-hmm. And I love uh, when shows like this that are a little bit fantastic in nature do a process type thing, even if it's a little five-minute scene like that. I love seeing, oh, this is how this works. You know, mm-hmm. there's a process, and you do this, and then you do this. Mm-hmm. Um, like on, you know, that's one of the reasons why people like shows like CSI. I'll watch a CSI episode just to follow, you know, oh, this goes to here, and then this, and this, you know. And, I don't and know. I like awesome, the process of and an see, awesome montage. There you go. Yeah, yeah. CSI has chicks who work in that CSI lab with like giant curly hair, un untamed. I'm All, not saying it's realistic. I just no, yeah. you know, it's like one of those things that pisses me off because every single yeah. You were talking about it on the uh, Better Call Saul podcast. Yep. Yep. I know. <laughs> um. Let's see. Oh, they're cute. Um. Nora and Kevin. So cute. So glad they're still together. Do you think uh, Nora's broken arm has anything to do with anything, or did Carrie Coon just break her arm? I I have to think it has to do with something. Yeah. There's going to be some backspace. Seems to um, uh, accidental for this show. Yeah. The show tends to have explanations for it. I think even if she did break her arm in real life, they would have written something. Yeah. And apparently in um, the... Uh, the SOS, the ABBA SOS preview thing, there was a scene with her and Erica jumping on a trampoline. So probably trampoline-related okay. broken arm because those things are death traps. Or at least arm-breaking traps. <laughs> <laughs> I love trampoline. I know. Every time Milo goes to his friend's house, I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll just like prepare to take him to the hospital when I pick him up. <laughs> and then, um, shit, oh, then I wrote down, shit, Dean, because... Damn, that guy's back. Yep. The dog guy. Yep. Um, dogs. Is that why you texted me? Dogs are taking human form? Yes. How because did, how did you I know I was watching theory. the show? And how did you know I'd been past that part? Because I was like, what? I didn't know it. I just had got to that point myself. And I figured, well, either Sadie's already seen this and no harm, no foul. Or she <laughs> hasn't seen it yet and she's not going to know what I'm talking about. Exactly. That was, yeah, super funny. That was the funniest text ever. And I had just, I like just had gotten past that part. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I just feel like that's one of my, that's one of my favorite things on this show is like people that come up with incredibly strange theories for what happened. Mm-hmm. But what if it turns out the dogs do have something to do with it in the end? I I don't know, like, <laughs> because all of those dogs that were loose in Mapleton, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> were were all of them like connected to a person? Could you be like, this was this person's dog. Was this, this person's dog. Did all the departed turn into dogs? I don't fucking know. How cool would that be? 
That would be cool. And it's I, the final episode of the show. Everybody meets up in a church, but they're all dogs. <laughs> and and it's um some kind of uh, sideways timeline and yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. But that was hilarious. And um, yeah, some things that I've read, and I was thinking like, why are we bringing back Dean at this point? And then like read some stuff. It's like, oh, Dean is the explanation of how Kevin could have ended up had he just like stayed on that path and thank god kevin did not stay on that path because <laughs> he he's like we may have shot some dogs together <laughs> and Lori's yeah, like uh he's what like wait so you're blaming me no, i'm not blaming you but you were off doing your thing and i was off shooting dogs with this guy i, don't I know. feel like mentally this is the best we've seen kevin yeah <laughs> even though despite the fact that he's trying to kill himself maybe well, daily yeah, but- other than that, you know, he's he's doing a lot better. He is doing a lot better. I know. And, yeah, and he's – and I love his and uh, Tommy's relationship is adorable because, like, he and his mm-hmm. dad worked together on the force too. Mm-hmm. That was really cute um, until Dean showed up later, but we'll get to that when we get to that. And um, let's see. Oh, I liked the – when he and Dean were talking, and I don't remember what line preceded it, but then there was that shot of him pushing Patty in the well. That he yes, he just yes. has his like moments of, I think that he's spending some time in the hotel. I really do, and that, I, th- I, I hope think so. he I think he might miss Patty. Well, do you think that she's she wouldn't still show up in the hotel, would she? Of course, we don't know how any of this works. Uh, yeah, exactly. So when <laughs> he refers to later about killing her and all of her security, that was in the hotel, right? Uh, yeah, but then he killed her when he took her to the well, right? See, I'm trying to remember whether he killed Pat. So he first tried to kill Patty, or he did kill Patty. No, so this must be in the hotel because he killed killed Patty. You know, in mm-hmm. that in that place with Dean, the dog guy, and then he yeah. pushed little Patty in the well. But then in the hotel, he went to see her, and they and they talked, and she was grown up Patty, and she explained that little Patty was her. And then I think he killed her and her all of mm-hmm. her security people. So when he's talking about killing someone, he's talking about killing okay. someone in the hotel, which is not really a real thing. Or is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I love this show. <clears throat> um, Obviously, things that happen in the hotel can have effect on things that happen in the real world. So um, maybe he did kill them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, so, John and Lori, whose name I could not remember for the life of me forever, and I was like, fucking Amy Brenneman, fine, are doing <laughs> are doing the handprint thing that John mm-hmm. burnt down some guy's house last year for doing. Yeah. Um, I think that, again, he's gotten a little bit mellower and uh, obviously not as um, volatile. Mm-hmm. So then um, they shred the money. Theory on shredding the money? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that there's this whole, like, new-agey vibe I got off of both of them this uh-huh. time, and I don't like that. I think that they're probably being a little too smug for their britches or something. Hmm. I like what they're doing. I like that they're, I don't know, I like that they're working together and that they're happy together, but I don't like that they're scamming people, and I don't like that they're, I don't understand why they're, you know, if they're not doing it for the money, why are they doing it, you know? Um, so here's what I heard, um, and agree with that 
if you if you go to someone for free, you you might not believe it, but if you go to someone and you pay them some money, you're paying them for something, but then mm-hmm. they don't want to actually profit off of what they're doing because they're actually doing it for good to make people feel better. So then they're shredding okay, their money. Okay, but the person but still doesn't have their money. They still anyway. don't they still don't have their money, but they might feel better when they leave. Maybe, but you're still lying to them. It's, no, I, I, I don't know. I know it is. It's all weird too, and the way that they're doing it with like Lori upstairs on their Facebook. And it's shit. like the faith healers on TV. You know, I feel the same way about that. Well, yeah, and like that. Uh, what's his name? John Edwards. Who? Oh my God! All like, those I'm, I'm feeling someone. People. Someone named someone named uh, with a J with a J emotions. name with a J name. Uh, was it? It was your dad, or no? It was your dad's brother. Oh, it was your yeah. It's like um, uh, what's his name? Woody Harrelson in Now You See Me. And he's yeah. just like A B C D D, and like mm-hmm. someone does a twitch on their eye, and they and he sees it. But they're doing that. But even to a worse extent, where she's just up on their Facebook, and like makes it seem like yeah, I know it's weird. But at the same time, like with Breaking Bad and with Better Call Saul, I trust the the writers on this show, and I trust that that's going somewhere. It's not just yeah, some definitely. lingering question that I'm going to have forever and be like, well, I guess they never answered that. That'll go somewhere. The yeah. Pat Benatar thing was funny. He like just says Pat Benatar, and he's like, "How'd you know about that?" <laughs> <laughs> I love Pat Benatar. I have three albums of hers. She's the best. Really? Okay. Yeah, she. I love her. Um, I love that song, "Talk with Jesus." I had a talk, a talk with Jesus. All the wow, songs no, were so that one. good, so good. All right, hmm. page four. <clears throat> um. <laughs> I, the whole family dynamic of all of them just I think they all just live together now well I guess Lori and John live next door it's a godless commune I tell you yeah it's like a big love and they're yep. all just all kind of together and he just like walks in and he's like hey sorry to interrupt and goes up talks to Lori and it's it's nice that no one is mad about anything and but I I am like I said I'm glad everybody's getting along I do want to know where fucking Erica is though yeah mm. and, and Lily I know I'm, yeah, that's going to make me crazy until it happens. Um, so that guy who said that um, it was on his birthday that his dad killed himself. And so they did actually really help that guy. They said that he was like so sad that he didn't even realize it was your birthday. It's not like he was like, oh, it's my kid's birthday. I may as well kill myself. Like, whatever. He he just Yeah, didn't. they came up with the best possible thing to tell him. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, Kevin tried to kill himself, I guess – that morning or was it the next morning but sort of on tommy's birthday yeah i hadn't thought about that connection because he just keeps doing that um and then oh yeah and then he's talking to Lori and like so apparently dogs are all taking human form and uh being the highest <laughs> form of gov- form, forms of government now and she's like oh where'd you come by this information <laughs> well somebody had to replace the lizards after they were taken the lizards you know the lizard people that rule the world secretly Oh yeah, yeah, those guys. Yes, yep, mm-hmm. yep. And how the how the Jews control all the money like a mile underground? Dogs and cats living together, mass, mass hysteria. hysteria. <laughs> but yeah, and you never tell someone that they're crazy. It's like you told me <laughs> I was crazy, which is true. You mm-hmm. did. Um, I, t- my favorite character this week, my winning character this week, Tommy. Okay. Tommy, he didn't have a whole lot to do in the episode. He didn't, but he just seems so supremely happy and like yeah. just like 
could not be more content. And when he yeah, was he's off- a police officer, when he's and he has offered a, good a wish with his dad. Yeah, and he's offered and he a wish, and he's like, I, "I love this. Like, family is all getting together. I always wanted a little brother. Does anyone else want my wish? That was adorable. Anyone else want the wish? Like, I've got it. I'm fine." Um, but then the wish thing reminded me you of still Hol- have a little baby. Who? Uh, the family. They had the little black baby. That's Lily. That's the one who's missing. That's the one you were asking about. I'm yes. sorry. Yes. And and um, someone. I was just asked, going along with you because I was like, "Oh, Lily, I'm sure I'll remember later who that is." <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think it was Jill asked Kevin, "Does mm-hmm. Nora ever talk about Lily?" And oh, okay. And so she said, happened. "She said no," which is yeah. And also, Eric is missing. I think they have to be somewhere together. Erica is, well, is Regina King. Is yeah, yeah. John's ex-wife, I guess ex because maybe anyway, they are together. The wish thing reminded me of uh, Holy Wayne and. When yeah. Kevin made his wish, it might have been that I have a family unit that works together, and he got his whole oh, wish. Oh, wow. And then Tommy and his mom, Lori, were off doing their fake Holy Wayne thing, where Tommy was a disciple of Holy Wayne, and he was mm. granting wishes and giving the hugs. Yeah. But now he's like, I don't, I don't need any wishes. I'm glad he got wishes. past that. I'm glad that she got past the remnant. You know, these people all seem a lot... Even if she's still running scams, but she's doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. And then Jill shows up wearing a Nirvana t-shirt, which is funny because everything <laughs> has very, very much Christian vibes, and she shows up in a completely different religion kind of t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And that was adorable. That's oh, nice. And, good good point that out. And people, um, in between last season and this season, Spike Jones made a perfume commercial with Jill, and it's amazing. So just look up YouTube. Spike Jones perfume commercial, and it's her dancing around in this amazing dress, and it's fucking awesome. Okay, cool. I showed it to you. Did it make you want to buy perfume? It did not at all. But it, ah. it, I was like, who the fuck is that girl? And I couldn't recognize her because she was like happy and dancing and bouncing around, and <laughs> not Jill. <laughs> in a good mood, yeah. Like when, uh, when Justin Threw was on Parks and Rec, and he was smiling and happy. I'm like, who is that guy? Oh, it's the depressed guy from The Leftovers. Oh, and then he was also in yeah. um, uh, American Psycho. Which I did not know that. I didn't know it either until I was watching it a few weeks ago, and there's Justin through. He's actually like one of the main characters, one of, one of uh, American Psycho's best friends. <laughs> I love that that's uh, his name in the movie. American it is. <laughs> okay, here's a question. They're telling their porch stories um, of where they were when they were 25. Where were you when you were 25? What were you doing? Me? Oh, uh-huh. Lord. Let's see. I I was probably out of – let's see. I was out of college. I never I, – I probably was working at Outback or something at that point. I don't know. Hmm. Huh. Did you yeah. graduate from college? I got my associate's degree, yeah. Is that I a four-year? Two-year? Two no, okay. it's a two-year thing, yeah. All right. So you think Outback, you don't know where you were living, who you were living with, nothing? Uh, that's easy. That was I was living in the little house I rented from my family. I lived there from the time I graduated college until just a couple years ago. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but... I'm, I'm thinking it was about that time that I would have been at Outback. I was there for two and a half years. So, anyway, what about you when you were 25? Um, I must have been when I was 21. See, this is five years then... ago. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
yeah, so no, I must have been probably living, so, okay, 2005, what year, or when I was 25, that would have been, let's see, 68, 78, 98, 2000. I should have figured out what year it was. Three or four. Um, I was probably living with um, with Jeff, who's like you know my current best friend besides my husband, and uh, our friend Mike over in East Moreland, like literally like two miles from where I live now, in a cute little house, and was probably working at, um, uh, I think it was a nanny. I think it was a nanny when I was twenty five. Oh okay. Yeah, for, like, I, for um, little girls. I figured it out. Mine would have been in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, 2007, yeah, I think I was at, uh, I was probably still doing Target and uh, and Outback at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's anyway. pretty good. I liked being 25. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I didn't think much of it at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Kevin, anyway. Kevin was uh, driving in his car, and that's when Lori hit his car, and he looked in the back seat, and there was Tommy, and he was two years old. And a year later, he married Lori and adopted Tommy. And then mm-hmm. he said, "Oh, divine intervention." And then, and then uh, Michael, Matt, and uh, John all look at him like super weirdly seriously. And he's like, "What?" Because they have a secret. Because Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and Jill doesn't want to stay with them because it'll be because um, mom will make her feel guilty, and she doesn't want to stay with mom because she'll stay up all night apologizing. So yeah. she, she goes back to school. And then, again, where's Lily? Um, um, what was that? Oh, Kevin is ripped. <laughs> and then they have sex, and I just fast-forwarded past that. You look like commenting that. on that. Yeah, he is, though. Then they had sex, and I fast-forwarded past that, and then the plastic bag, and they played that cool song, Feeling Groovy. Mm-hmm. Milo has an issue with um, sad or horrible things happening on screen while happy music plays. <laughs> so oh. I just thought of Milo. <laughs> when that you happened. didn't show it to him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course not. Um, and then the whole poison water thing, and those kids were just full of shit. Oh uh, yeah, that's just. <sighs> yeah, you're right. That was bullshit. But I like how Kevin. Uh... You know, for anybody that didn't know his whole situation, they'd be like, oh, my God, he's out there risking his life. But for him, he's just doesn't matter. He can't die. But what if what if he can't die and he can't also taste poison water and anyone else would jump in and it would fuck with them? You know, I was thinking that, you know, Kevin, what if it's a slow acting poison? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if it doesn't poison you right away? What if it just gives you cancer over 20 years? Yeah. Nice work, Kevin. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it was cool though that they like were like remember the drone strike and then when um and then so just briefly he gets baptized and he said that doesn't count. Then he's talking to Tommy <laughs> in the car and he's like, no, there was a gas leak and one of the gr lit a cigarette and it blew up and uh, there was no drone strike. What are you talking about? Yeah, there was no. I I certainly didn't see it. Me myself, like watching the screen, didn't see the little plane <laughs> thing and see a little thing falling out of the plane and see her go. Oh my god! Oops and blow up that didn't mm-hmm. happen um oh and then dean i'd totally forgotten about this scene until i watched it again today that dean shows up and starts shooting up the place and then the dean scene and then tommy shoots him in the head and chris walked in right as that was happening he's like wow is this like a gallagher thing was that like a watermelon yes yes that's, to- that's what happened honey totally um it's one of those shows where they shoot a bullet in slow motion at a watermelon exactly yes those are cool um, and then I wrote, T- 
talking about Patty. Oh, yeah, we discussed this. Talking about Patty and was that real? I don't think that was real. That was Hotel and... Oh, and then the dog goes after the sandwich. Oh, yeah. Which was, yeah, funny because dogs love Because the dogs are taking over the world. But, yeah, that story that he told him where that, like, senator was like, and I want a peanut butter sandwich and... So if he wanted yeah. it, then why didn't he eat the whole thing? Because a dog will eat a whole sandwich in one bite because I have a dog. And mm, you, I don't know. You don't take one bite and be like, oh, whatever. No, dogs don't, <laughs> dogs don't do that. <laughs> you get interrupted. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, Mary and Noah are leaving. And my question is, can she? Uh, she thinks she can. Yep. Has she and Matt does not think she can. Has she literally has not left the borders of miracle in three years i guess not you know guess not i know i guess but you know he probably does feel like if she ever leaves she's gonna go catatonic again so and then what if he brought her back and she didn't wake up again you know Mm -hmm. but the fact is that that she didn't come out of her coma the day that that she got there it wasn't that no but he still thinks that her being there is helping her Mm mm-hmm it's true, and yeah, and their little baby is super, super cute, and all that, and then the whole writing a book thing, and then he tries to burn the book, and they didn't show the consequences of that, and I don't think the book can be burned, personally. I don't know if it physically can be burned, but I don't think that's the Like we said earlier, there's the hopefully there's a digital copy, you know, mm-hmm. being made. Um, so, uh, a slight spoiler alert is that the last episode is called The Book of Nora. Mm, interesting. And here's the thing, too. Everyone keeps saying there's eight episodes, um, and IMDb begs to differ, and it says ten. So, do you know? Is Wikipedia uh, no, a better I usually source? Go with, I usually go with Wikipedia, or sometimes Google will tell you. Okay. But, uh, I usually go with Wikipedia. Cause I'm, what cause do they I'm, say? Cause I, haven't, I didn't check there. Oh, okay. Well, you talk for a second, I'll find out. Yeah, because I like, literally cannot deal with the thought that there's only eight, because there were ten. Like, really, Lindelof, you can't you can't give me ten? Please give me ten. <laughs> <laughs> Please. It's the last season. You, they should do more. Um, so yeah. then, what what do you got? Uh, well, Wikipedia says eight. Oh. <sighs> so then, I went out to have a cigarette for the last little bit, so I wrote down, none. Sarah, Doves, Kevin, no. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, yeah, so the story of um, Sarah in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't realize that she had a name before that. Do you know about that? What was her name before? Oh, I don't remember. So apparently she had another name, and then she couldn't bear, what, Abraham, a son, right? Yeah, um, yeah. so Abraham had to get another wife so that he could have well, a no. son. So she says, Sarah... go into my maid, Hagar. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Just mm-hmm. wording. Phrasing. That was the custom. Phrasing. Oh, yeah, well, that was the custom <laughs> at the time, though, was like, I can't give you a child, and that's the most m- most embarrassing thing ever, you know, that you can't mm. have a child. That's mm-hmm. the whole, your whole identity. And uh, so she says, oh, okay, go sleep with Hagar. And so he does, and Hagar has a kid. But then Sarah gets all jealous and prays to God, and God says, okay, you and Abraham will have a kid too. Mm-hmm. And Sarah is like a million years old, and Abraham is like a million and one years old, and they have Isaac. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's Isaiah and Isaac or – uh, Isaac and uh, Jacob. Jacob, okay. Um, so then they are the two no, that's, that's – Sorry, that's Jacob and Esau. Shit. Yeah. Uh, it's Isaac. Isaiah – It's Isaac is his son with Sarah, 
And then his son with Hagar is, I don't remember. Okay. And so aren't they, they are the, the branches that become Judaism and Muslim, right? Yes. Okay. So there's that. But then, so the deal is I heard that Sarah's name changed to Sarah after she had a child. Oh, I just remembered. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a slight change because um, she was called Sarai and Abraham oh. was called Abram. And then after they had Isaac, they got their both of them got their names expanded. Okay, so funny that Nora's name in the future or whatever that is in Australia in Nunland that her name is Sarah. So yeah. is, is there some kind of strange change that happens to Nora? How far in the future is this? Is it in the future or is it in the past? I don't know. But again, <laughs> yeah, I think they, it's definitely in the future. But again, they do the thing with um, like the dove leaving the current time with the thirteen days to go and the dove coming down into whatever that is. Yeah. And and then the nun asks her, "Do you know someone named Kevin?" And she says, "No." Yeah, I think something happens this season that is unfortunate for them. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words remain forever. But no one knows the date now when the end will be. Not even the angels. No, nor even God's son. Only the Father knows. The world will be at ease, banquets and parties and weddings, just as it was in Noah's time before the sudden coming of the flood. People wouldn't believe what was going to happen until the flood actually arrived and took them all away. So shall my coming be. Two men will be working together in the fields, and one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be going about their household tasks. One will be taken, the other left. So be prepared, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Fargo, um, and yeah. we're back. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back, and it is time for Fargo season three, which Woo! which um, definitely starts in the uh, in the American Midwest, right? Um, or Germany in 1988. Yeah, uh, East Berlin in 1988. Uh, what did you think of that interrogation scene? That was amazing. I loved every single second of it, and I want to know whether it's just um, a corollary of what's happening in what's happening, or whether it will come around somehow. Like, is that guy someone's yeah. father or something? But I, I loved it. I, I loved the the mistaken identity thing. Kind of like led towards the mistaken address thing later. Yes. Also, um, and and the whole time, like the first time I saw that picture in the background, I'm like, oh, we're gonna zoom into that. 
And then we zoomed into that. And that was a great transition. I loved that. Um, that was I was going to say that uh, people online were saying that the only connection that we have so far between the two things is the uh, who's wearing house shoes. And yeah. uh, his house shoes were dripping. And then later on, uh, dude almost leaves the house in his house shoes. Or slippers, as yeah. normal people call them. <laughs> I wrote you know, some- you wear them with your house coat. God damn it. I wrote something down with a star next to it. Oh, funny thing. I used to wear uh, back in the day that was like a special gown for during the day when you were cleaning the house. Like a house coat. A house coat. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. It is weird. So I wanted to tell a story. Um, I was uh, out at a bar like before I came home today, just like stopped off at my local bar to have a drink. And the girl who knows me, she said, so do you want a whiskey and soda? And I was like, oh, you betcha. <laughs> And then this guy next to me was like, oh, my God, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, just, he's like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from here. I'm watching Fargo. He's like, I just started Fargo this morning. And, like, not not even <laughs> right. this season. He just started the whole thing this morning. Oh, wow. But it was so funny like, that – He's seen the movie at least? He's seen the movie, yes. But, yeah, she's like, whiskey soda. Like, I don't know why she said it that way, but I said, oh, you betcha. And <laughs> I love how, like, almost every sentence in this show starts, see, well, and this – season feels more to me like the movie than any of the other ones that scene with that that you know american guy who's talking to them about not owing them the money but now it's an investment and yeah that shit blew my fucking mind this season seems darker to me than the previous seasons Mm -hmm. um let's see i wrote down uh oh uh you caught the name of the person that called during the uh party oh um airman troud Airman, yes. Uh, yes, I totally did. Of course I did. Like the fish, but no, because with a T, with a D at the end. Yeah. Yes. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Do you think that was on purpose, though? I, maybe, probably. I don't know. I think all these shows love each other, and yeah. <laughs> oh, so speaking of which, I'm also record, um, doing a podcast on uh, Better Call Saul um, that's also on the Baltic Effect, so listen to that as yep. well. And it's um, very entertaining and fun. It is. But I, I just wanted to say, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, yay. Yes, she is awesome. I didn't... Uh, I don't know if I've seen her in anything before this. Yeah, you have. And Okay. So, do you, um, want, do you want to know what? What was it that I saw her in before um, this? 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, yeah. And uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Okay. That's where you. That's where I know her from, and then... Yeah, ten, ten well, especially Ten Cloverfield Lane feels yeah. similar enough to this in as much as she's having to think on her feet against a dangerous person at one point. And yeah. That's and really cool. I'm glad that you told me she was in it. I love her. She is totes adorbs. And then I couldn't remember Ewan McGregor, McGregor's name earlier, so I just wrote down Obi-Wan. <laughs> and him him in these two roles. I wrote down that um, the unsuccessful brother is Ray. And the successful brother I wrote down somewhere else. Is it Charlie? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I was well, having Ray definitely. I was having trouble with names. I did write down Ray and her name what's her name? Mary Elizabeth Winston. Uh her name is uh her last name is Swango. I don't know her first name. Swango? That's awesome. <laughs> it's when they show up at the uh bridge tournament and she's you know, telling the person at the desk, uh, two tickets for Swango and Stussy. That's right. That's right. Um, so when they left the party, okay, first off, wait, before they left the party, I want to talk about 
how dumb is it that this whole friction between these two brothers is over an inheritance split between a Corvette and one stamp? It wasn't or one... No, it was a book of – sorry, it was a book yes. of like 40 stamps, but then there's yeah. one left. Well, because he fooled him. Cause the, yeah. Yeah. So I want you to have the car. I'll keep these worthless stamps. And then he went and sold them for however many millions of dollars. And is that the same car that he's driving now? I took it to mean that, yeah. Yeah, and that's hilarious. He's that like, how's the Corvette? Like it's a he car. Got that, he got that in an inheritance, you know, and he's so bitter about it. He hasn't kept it up at all. That would be a great car if you maintained it, you know, and if you gave it a paint job. Mm-hmm. That would be a great car, but he obviously doesn't care about it because he's bitter that that was his inheritance. Well, and it wasn't I, it wasn't just his inheritance. It was that there was two things, and the one guy was like, no, 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 you take the car because the car seems cooler than the mm-hmm. stamps. But, the yeah, it, it's like a fucking Chuck and Jimmy thing. Like, mm-hmm. did, did he know that, like, the stamps were going to, like, completely fuck his brother over? Yeah. Probably. Or it's like Esau selling his birthright for a bowl of soup or whatever and then regretting it later. Well, you know, you made a bad deal. Hey, you know what's delicious? Oh. Soup. <laughs> did you notice what, uh, when they drove off at the end of the party, I was going to ask you, did you notice his tag? I did, but uh, what was it? It's Ace Hole. Ace Hole, nice. It's supposed to yes. look like Ace in the Hole, but it looks like Asshole. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> then I wrote down, uh, oh, the scene that the, uh, the kid is like at his dad, his granddad's store or whatever. And he's putting the stickers on the fruit. Mm-hmm. So he is going to bruise those fruits. He's just very rough with that sticker guy. It's true. But that scene had such a fucking Fargo vibe, too. Or such a, not really a Fargo, but just a Coen Brothers in general vibe. Like mm-hmm. the very, like, still camera and someone just doing something. That's just such a Coen Brothers thing. And I know it's not Coen Brothers, but it's like they somehow, like, imbued Noah Hawley with, with their vibe somehow. They're like... Just, oh, just, just be I can't us. imagine anybody else running the show, you know, and doing it in the way that is so true to their vision in the past. I told you he was amazing on uh, Legion, man. You need to check that out. Oh, nice. So um, there's a show called Shut Eye on Hulu that is uh, mm-hmm. produced by Melissa Bernstein, who did uh, Breaking Bad and does Saul also. Oh, okay. And some of them are edited cool. by Kelly Dixon, and that's how I found out about the show. Oh. So I kind of want to check that out now because Melissa Bernstein is obviously a tits producer. Cool. Well, if yeah. you get a chance to check out Legion, because again, Noah, Holly, and it's beautiful. Cool. Um, okay, let's see. Then I, I wrote, wrote down, down. I wrote down oh. Bridge. Uh, oh, oh, that they yeah, play I wrote Bridge. Down bridge as well, because I wasn't sure. I was like Bridge question mark. Yeah, yeah, and that's a game that I kind of am interested in learning how to play. Yeah, I just it's very recently, complicated. Or it I, looks very complicated yeah. from the outside. I just recently learned cribbage, and like Jeff and I will play, and then the next time we play, he's like, "So shit, I forgot about this rule." I'm like, okay, we're adding this rule in now. And the next time, I'm like, I forgot about this one. Okay, and then the next time, he's <laughs> like, "So there's this thing. Let, let's look this up for next time." So now we've yeah. like been playing through all the rules, and I'm teaching Chris now, and it's super complicated, but very fun once you get it. But yeah, anyway, um. Um, so. I wrote down when they're still in that scene at the store, uh, and his mom shows up, and the doors don't open for her. And they've yeah. talked about how this season, the main theme with her character is going to be that she's somebody that's not noticed, somebody that's overlooked all the time. Oh, and that's... so that's thematically appropriate that the door didn't even censor. 
That's interesting. That's... Then I wrote down, maybe she's a ghost. Interesting. Also, we need to point we out that UFOs last year. That Carrie, Co- Carrie Coon's on both of these shows, and yay! <laughs> yeah. Because I can and blowing it out of the water. I cannot get enough of her. And if you haven't seen uh, Gone Girl, see Gone Girl just because she's in it, and just her kind of minor part is amazeballs. This season of Fargo is going to blow your mind because last year we had UFOs. Mm-hmm. This year we're going to have interdimensional travel. It's going to tie in. They're going to do a crossover with the leftovers. <laughs> that would be two Carrie Coons from the two different universes. That 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 would be super super cool. She is a, she is amazing. I'm loving her accent. She's mm-hmm. really rocking the accent. That's one thing on this show that you can always judge everybody on who does the best uh, Midwestern accent. Well, and fucking you and McGregor, like in both characters, have different voices mm-hmm. and different like uh timbers different and mannerisms different... and one of them's you know fatter than the other and has a scene where he's in a towel so they did a really good makeup job on that they they're oh he's blowing my fucking shit like when like when i first saw him as obi-wan and like how are you doing he actually a perfect... gained 80 pounds and then filmed all those scenes yeah <laughs> but when he first did obi-wan i'm like how are you like recreating alec guinness's voice for two movies it's amazing two movies three movies i don't care because uh, bad movies but anyway he's wonderful and i heard him talking this morning and i'm like oh my god he's redonk <laughs> uh i wrote down uh things to do today because mm-hmm. that was some really cool notebook paper that they had that was i paused it that and, was made, and made very Chris look at it. um uh, what's his name? We just said it earlier. Uh, Ray. That's a very Ray thing to have that for your desk. Exactly. I I want that notepaper. Yeah. <laughs> Things to do today. Fuck some woman from behind. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Why not? Why the fuck not? <laughs> um. Uh, let's see. Um. There was something. Oh, I love just uh, when they're playing bridge and she's like dummy, and he like looks at her all mean. Like, you're the dummy. It's like some kind of yeah. bridge thing. They have, um, she keeps saying they're simpatico. No. I, She's th- better than him. She's smarter than him. And if they are at all, at all successful this season, it's going to be because of her. Yeah, absolutely. But I just, I love that she keeps saying simpatico and every single yeah. scene that they have together is like something's going wrong and they are not simpatico. Like she is always taking charge or they're not ever on the same page. I said that she is the smart one, but then she fucked up later on in the episode too. Um, just skipping way ahead, but when she's in, when in the bathtub, and she says, uh, "We placed third at this tournament. I just posted it on Facebook." I'm like, "Well, now mm. I can see you and out of the state." Well, and also what she says is actually they're a third runner up, and then mm. and then he says that's the bronze. No, it's not. Third runner up would be fourth, which is. Yeah, definitely. Not the bronze. So none of, neither of them are um, – they're none too smart. That's all. That's all I got but to say. But she thinks quick on her feet. She does. What was with the counting with getting the air conditioner out? She was counting how long it was taking him until he would be at the front of the building uh, because it was like 10 seconds per stairwell and then 8 seconds to cross the main lobby and whatever. That was That's pretty um, – that's pretty Reign of Frogs. As far I thought as... that was way too precise, yeah. but then it seemed to be that was just until he would be close to getting outside because he stopped a couple times while he's in the stairwell, which threw it off, and then he got out there and 
sort of walked around a little bit out front before they even had the air conditioner ready. And before he stood directly below the air conditioner. That was um, me, I, I, <laughs> that was a giant smash of gross. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I felt like they must have done a MythBusters had Buster out there with you know full of red. I think what would have been cooler is if there had just happened to be a grand piano coming out of the of the, that place on a crane and it dropped off mm-hmm. somehow, or an anvil, oh, yeah. or anybody carrying a pane of glass, a safe, a safe maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or just a like giant uh, weight, one of those just giant weights that says like a hundred on it, and then yeah, any of those things would have been fine. <laughs> All right. So what about uh, good Ewan uh, or uh, Gallant? I guess uh, his arrangement with this company to you know they loaned him a million dollars, and now they're uh, I guess wanting to launder money through him. Is that what they want? Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, they're giving him all this money, and they're going to expect him to, you know, have a financial record of this much being sent here and this much being sent here. You know, I assume that's what they're doing. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Or what just was... taking his profits. I don't know. Yeah, what I was thinking was because um, I have no idea because we're not past this, but um, that maybe they just wanted to take take over, be partial owners of the business now. And yeah. and yeah, take part of the profits. But laundering is a good idea too. Did you catch who? Okay, now here's one name I did write down. I wrote down VM Vulgar, which that's an amazing name. It is. But did you catch who that is? No. I didn't catch it until I went online. I was reading about the episode. That is the guy from Big Lebowski, who when he's visiting Maud, uh, is the guy that like sits there and giggles in the chair the whole time. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Who yeah. is who is the guy that um, that the curly haired Ewan McGregor? No, no, that um, Ray. Let's go with Goofus and Gallant. Okay, that Goofus sends to steal the stamp. Who who is that? Oh man, I don't know. He looked familiar, but I didn't catch anything you, you about. You know him. why he looks familiar is because he fucking looks like Bill Paxton. A little bit, yeah. It was weird, and I couldn't get over it. And then I didn't know his name, and I ca- I went on IMDb, and I didn't know his name. And there's a thousand people in this fucking show, so I couldn't figure it out. And then later on, someone said "Game Over," and I'm like, "Well, that's it then. It's just some kind of weird Bill Paxton lookalike guy." I'm just gonna stick with that. <laughs> there you go. But I wrote down, "Guy lost the address. Who is that? Looks like Paxton." <laughs> and there is actually. Are you when you think? I have to be going to a town 30 miles away when there's a town right next door to you that has the same first word. And I don't know. We had cell phones at this point. Couldn't he have just called and and said, hey, I lost the address. Can you tell me the address again? Yeah, you think. Well, But then there'd be a phone record of him calling his parole officer for some reason from somewhere. Oh, that is actually a smart thing. All right. Wow. Hmm. Unlike, unlike Maybe a, unless he got a burner or something. Unlike Ernesto on uh, Saul, who was like, I didn't want to call you, but then you just, you just called, called me. Yes. Um, yeah. So I listened to this one podcast that's called uh, uh, Fargo on Fargo, and it's these guys who are from Fargo, and they're actually sponsored by Fargo Brewing Company, who makes a wood chipper ale. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And um, But yeah, they we're talking about it. There is actually an Eden Valley and an Eden Prairie, and they are very close to each other. And he's Eden like, Prairie is where they originally filmed uh, Mystery Science Theater. <gasps> nice. Um, I liked when the grandpa said happy birthday or whatever. Oh, my God. That scene killed me because 
that little carving, that's the sort of thing my granddad would have made, you know? And that was amazing to me. And I thought, you miserable little child, you better appreciate that. <laughs> and later on in the episode, he did. But in the moment, it seemed like he was just like, oh, whatever. I'm like, your granddad made that for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that what was, was the that thing was about cool. the Bible that was hilarious? Oh, yeah. Where, I guess... Uh, the boy's oh, she dad said, um, yeah, don't, don't know yeah. how it works. He says, I know how it works in the Bible. All right. Well, yeah. so, tell, help me out here. Is Look. granddad the the Carrie Coon's dad? Because she calls him by his name. Hmm. When she comes in to check on him, she calls him Enos. Ennis. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I, th- is yeah, he I think. Maybe I, the, the dad's dad? I think he's the dad's dad, yeah. Okay. I think you're and right. He doesn't about that. have any probably doesn't have anything to do with his son anymore, but he still sees his grandson. Okay. Yes, that's probably it. Yep. I all know right. how it works in the Bible. And it doesn't so, work like that. Alright, on the one hand, kid, you should be so glad your granddad made you that little statue of the two of you. And on the other hand, your granddad is a homophobe. Just saying. But he did actually care because they got they got part way away when he was like, I forgot the the thing and we have to go back for it. She's like, No, we can get it tomorrow. And he's like, No, he made it for me and we have to go back. That's when I realized I was wrong from earlier. But for a while there through the episode I was upset with that kid. And then um and I wrote down Oh, and in that scene that you just mentioned though, uh-huh. have you ever heard of this before? Calling flip, a U turn. Flip the B word? Uh, yeah, flip the B word. Is that what flip the bitch? I I guess. I'd never heard of that. Is that before. a term that people use? I've, I wrote it down also with a question mark. No idea. Flip the bitch makes it sound like she's going to, you know, flip the car, which is not good. Let's let's ask, um, like, Nate and or his relatives who live in Minnesota and see if yes, that's that a thing. A good, yes. So then, um, so the kid said that about leaving the model and he seemed very upset and she seemed like, yes, we need to take care of this right away. I think there's something with that kid, um, like some kind of a autism Asperger's syndrome. And then there was something else later that he did that kind of backed me up on that. Um, when we get there, I'll find be, it. That would explain why he felt so attached to the thing, but in the moment with it, he he didn't really react a whole lot because he might not be somebody who reacts a lot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But he might also have some kind of a thing. So Let's we- see. I wrote... Um, Oh, posting to your Facebook is done, like I already said. But then under that, I wrote, Swango and Stussy be so dumb. <laughs> um, nice. Oh, and I love how this show is always about one person or two people fucking something up and how it spreads and affects everybody else, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It always starts off with, like, one person doing one dumb thing, and it fucks everything up for everybody, you know? Exactly, yeah, because, yeah, the... Um, Carrie Coon and her family should be completely unaffected by stupid-ass Ray sending that one guy to go get the stamp from that other guy. Yeah, no- but, nothing to do with that. Yeah, it it's like last season with the with the, uh, the with the restaurant and whatever happened in the restaurant and then yeah, the guy shows that, if up. If the restaurant and, stuff hadn't happened, then uh, she wouldn't have hit the guy with her car mm-hmm. and then they wouldn't have had to hide that body and then they wouldn't have had to kill the other dude. Yeah. Yep. And then I wrote, straight to the killing... Yep. Poor Ennis. Well, it is it is Fargo. You have to get some killing in. It is Fargo. Uh, so the books. The, although somebody the Dun- pointed out. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say somebody pointed out online that this is the first Fargo season premiere that doesn't have like the blood on the snow motif. 
Like, you oh. get a little bit of that with the air conditioner scene. Mm-hmm. But traditionally, in the movie in the first two seasons, you have that body out in the middle of a frozen lake or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Just that blood on white snow. And they didn't do that this time. Mm-hmm. What's with the books that uh, Carrie Coon pulls out of the box? That's very interesting. I took it to mean, I think it's probably like Granddad's books that he would write and never had the courage to publish. And they're weird. The dungeon look or the dungeon luck and the I think they're f- fantasy stuff that he's uh, ashamed of. Yeah, and the planet Y but it's W Y H. And what yeah. the heck? What the heck? So cute. <laughs> At least that's my theory. I hope that it turns out that Granddad mm-hmm. was secretly writing science fiction and burying it. Yeah, and then one of the covers had the um the thing that he had carved for his grandson. Yes. That. Um, um let's see. I wrote down oh <laughs> Let's not jump to conclusions now. Why? No. Is he not a man or is he not in my bathroom? Yeah, yeah. the first thing. There's a man in my bathroom. Let's not jump to conclusions. Not a man or not a man in my bathroom. I wrote yeah. down that exact same thing too. And so romantic. <laughs> so, oh, Maurice. That's the guy's name. Thank you. Yes, yes. Maurice. Hand me a towel. Crazy old Maurice. Crazy old Maurice. Yes. Hand me a towel and we'll discuss it like civilized people. Um, You're naked. <laughs> well, that's when she started taking charge and doing mm-hmm. real, real cool. Oh, she's good. Yeah, she knows that this guy's going to be all like boobies. Oh, I wrote <laughs> down when, um, speaking of Maurice, when Maurice was driving and talking to his uh, shrink on the phone, mm-hmm. he says, you know, are you smoking a joint? And he said, no, and then stubs it out on the window on accident. <laughs> that's awesome. Did you catch that? that I did. That was, yeah, was a scene from Big Lebowski again. Oh, I thought it looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene in Big Lebowski where he's driving down the road, uh, I think talking to somebody on the phone, and he does that and has to swerve. The air conditioning thing all kind of seemed familiar, too, for some reason. I, I wrote know. down that the um, point of view of the air conditioner was mimicking the uh, the bowling fantasy scene from Big Lebowski. Totally. Where, uh, it's spinning, and you see it from its point of view. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, that bathrobe? Nice. I honestly, I think that uh, that's my favorite Coen Brothers film, and I think that it's not one that they've referenced a lot on uh, the, that Noah has referenced a lot on this show mm-hmm. yet. So for this episode to have so many uh, dude references, I was like, yes, that's great. Nice. My favorite is um, is Barton Fink, and it has an air conditioner, and I believe so. There's that. There you go. Yep. Somebody said that the uh, the store that uh, Maurice stops at to take the phone thing from. Mm-hmm. Uh, that particular store was in, I want to say, Barton Fink or uh, one of the other ones. Cool. I'm thinking yeah. not Barton Fink because Barton okay. Fink takes place mostly in L.A. Okay. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I love that movie. Um, game over, came loose somehow. Oh, yeah, her whole thing. Yeah, it came loose somehow. <laughs> but she was very convincing. She was. I mean, even before she was on the <clears throat> phone, she was telling him that story of, you know, I told my landlord six weeks ago, and he refuses to look at it, and mm-hmm. it was always rattling, you know. And then she's like, don't worry, I have a fake name. Well, that's in violation of your parole. <laughs> ah, babe! <laughs> Dude, long time. <laughs> focus, focus. And she she gets them out of that jam. She thinks of everything. She reminds him to get the uh, stamps mm. so that nobody asks, why do you have stamps lying around your bedroom? These are not the stamps. These are not the stamps you were looking for. These are not the stamps you're looking for. Exactly. Not at all. (laughs) 
Um, and then already, oh, oh, this is the other thing about the kid that the dad said, I've already turned on the light in his room. Like, like that's a thing with the kid also. Hmm. Yeah, some, I didn't think about that. Something about that. Just like the weird little tweaky things about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then I wrote down a movie I saw last week because it reminded me of it. But let's okay. keep talking about this. Well, that's actually everything I had written down for it. Have you seen The Visit, the M. Night Shyamalan movie? No. With the kids who go visit the grandparents? No. So, um, just brief spoiler alert, there's a kid in the movie who has kind of a germaphobe thing because his dad left him and that's what he was left with was this germaphobe thing. And at one point in the movie, the bad guy goes, you have a germ problem, right? And then he shoves a diaper full of shit in his face. Oh. Yeah, not a good thing to do to a germaphobe. But it just reminded me of that because the kid was odd in some way because of the parents' breakup thing. But yeah, good shows. Both good shows. Yes. Good, Indeed. good shows. I am so Do you so have any uh, recommendations or things you wanted to plug this week? Um, I actually really liked that movie, The Visit. I okay. randomly watched it and um, looked it up on IMDb and it had like pretty good reviews. And I was just home alone on Monday. I'm like, oh, right, I'll watch that. And yeah, it had a good twist at the end besides the shit thing, which doesn't mean anything unless you watch it. Um, uh, no, nothing else. I just started a new book. All I've yeah. been doing this week is watching these shows and listening to other <laughs> podcasts about these shows. <laughs> um, I was going to say real quick that uh, as we record this, it's Thursday, so Friday, tomorrow, uh, Friday the 21st, uh, they're dropping the new uh, Bill Nye show on Netflix. Ooh, nice. Uh, Bill Nye Saves the World. And cool. And it's going to be all about big topics like climate change and whatnot. Cool. Well, Trent said yesterday that the uh, new Guardians of the Galaxy uh, like awesome mixtape dropped yesterday so you can I like, saw that, yeah. look, look that up in places and i need to do that and i'm gonna go see uh fate of the furious again tomorrow so cool because i have a 50 cent ticket so i'm like i'm not wasting a 50 cent ticket and uh yeah that's all i've got okay cool all right so um shall i end this go ahead uh, until next week, I am Sadie, and that's Shane. And if you want to write us, you can write to BalticEffect at gmail.com. You can write us about Feud or Fargo or um, uh, Leftovers or anything else mm-hmm. you feel like chatting about, yo. Yeah, and write in. Tell us which one of us is correct and which one of our shows is best. No, you don't have to do that because <laughs> we we both love our shows very much and we both love each other's shows very much. Stop it. It's not a competition, Shane. <laughs> When Jesus. two podcasters love a show very much. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're making it weird. I guess I should know by the way you popped your car sideways at a wooden mat. You're the kind of person who believes in making out once. Love them and leave them fast. I guess I must be done. Shed a pocket full of horses, Trojan and some of Saturday night, I guess that makes it alright. You see, what have I got to lose? Money, I say, Peter Corbett. Phoebe, you're much too fast. Peter Corbett. You need a love that's gonna last. Guess I should have closed my eyes when you drove me to the place where your forces run free. Saw all the pictures of the jockeys that were there before me. Believe it or not, I started to worry.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 